no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. You want to do the Niners here because I have a lot to say about the Niners. Okay, let's do the Niners because on some level they're the only interesting team in this division. So, well, two, and two things have happened with the Niners since I think the last time we talked. So, the first one is let's actually do with what really happened, and that's so. Where do you think Darnold factors in for them? Is Darnold going to be the next Kyle Shanahan? I can put anybody in this offense. It's the system. He can make every single throw. I don't even need Trey Lance to get healthy. I don't really care about Brock Purdy's elbow anymore. I can take this guy and make him into a 40 touchdown, 10 interception, dude. Do you buy that, first of all? No. You do not? I do not. I, I think that he thinks it. I do not think that he will. Really... thinks that. Yes. I think, I well... I think he thinks the I can turn him into a great quarterback part. I do not think that he thinks this is plan A over Trey Lance. Like like plan B over Brock Purdy? Yeah. Yes. And he has deserved arrogance, man. Like, yes. Their skill position guys are great. Their line is great. His running game is great. And his success with non-elite talents at the position is great. But I've said this for years. Like, all of that was true. And he still gave up a boatload of draft capital to move up from 13 to 3, not knowing which quarterback he was going to get. Who will throw the most touchdown passes in San Francisco this year among those three quarterbacks? So I will say Trey Lance. Because, because I don't think he was wrong. I, I I think that he saw in Trey Lance something that he could mold into his version of Pat Mahomes. And I'm obviously not saying he will be Pat Mahomes. That would be ridiculous. But the guy who can make every throw and is a special athlete and is impossible to tackle, who you put him in, you build an offense for him, and he'll be special. So I think he's going to see that through because he just, he gave up too much to acquire him. He gave up way too much to go get him to not see that experiment through. And the guy played in two two games. I don't know. It honestly feels a little bit, and I know that it almost feels a little bit like Liner and Warner in Arizona. And I know that Darnold doesn't have two Super Bowl appearances and an MVP on his ledger. That's like a Warner. big difference. It is. <laughs> but he was the number two pick in the draft or number three pick in the draft after Mayfield and Barkley. And I, 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 I would not have cared where Sam Darnold signed if it were with probably 29 or 30 other teams, but there's an opening there for him to start. If Lance looks bad in, in the preseason, like he did last year in Purdy's not healthy. So I am intrigued by that. And I also needed to bring up to you, I told you, I told you that Roethlisberger wanted to play for the 49ers last year, and he said as much today. I needed to bring that up to you. Oh, good for you. He said that today? Yes. All right. Big. That's, 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 that's a win for that you. Converse, he said that a conversation happened, but he prayed on it. He prayed. Good for him. And then the prayer helped direct him to staying uh, retired. So we could have time to make free agent decisions. That's interesting. 
we could have we could have watched Roethlisberger against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game last year. So I googled uh, Sam Darnold forty yard dash time. Yeah, four eight five. Something tells me that's not Kyle Shanahan's dream. Garoppolo couldn't move. I he understand that he wasn't his dream yeah. either. Yeah. He traded. Well, Matt, Matt Ryan couldn't move and he won an MVP with him when he was the offensive coordinator I, there. No, correct. But these were the guys that he had. And I understand that they gave Garoppolo money. But actions, man. He traded from 13 to 3 to draft an FCS kid who's a super freak athlete. Yep. Something tells me he's interested in deploying the athlete as the quarterback. So I think he's going to see it through. Um, Seattle. They paid my, my guy, Gino. He deserved it, but they didn't lock into him truly long-term. Like he got the exact contract that we talked about. We, we nailed that basically to the T basically from like week eight on how that yeah. was going to go. Um, just to pat ourselves on the back briefly. But it doesn't remove them from drafting a quarterback at five. They absolutely could take a quarterback. And I feel like people are largely not talking about it because it would be the fourth quarterback in the draft, presumably, with Carolina and Houston obviously going QB, QB, and Indy presumably at four doing it. But I'm curious, especially if it's Anthony Richardson, is that not the perfect scenario for him to go to? Uh, I think I think it probably is as far as there's no competition. Gino doesn't have to worry that year about getting benched or having somebody replace him as the quarterback. And he can be the Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes like in Kansas City. But... I just, we've learned that Geno Smith, you know, took all those slights so personally and it motivated him with the Seahawks this past season. This would be another slight. Exactly. This would be exactly that. And it would be interesting because Seattle has tried to do this whole thing where even though they had a Drew Locke, Geno Smith competition, they have tried to spin it as we believed in Geno Smith all along. Like that's how... After that trade went down and he started playing well, they tried all year to pat themselves on the back for it. Well, if you draft trap Anthony Richardson, you're admitting there that you don't know how long this is going to last, which I agree with you would be the prudent thing to do. My guess is, my guess is that they are going to be the team in the draft that talks themselves into Jalen Carter. That's my even prediction. after signing Draymond Jones. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I could see that happening. And yeah, I think I think Tyree Wilson makes sense for them. Like pair him, you know, instead of going with another interior guy, getting the freak of nature athlete as the edge rusher. And it's more of like a complimentary thing. Obviously, you can have multiple it's a defensive line rotation. Jones could be sure. the mentor. I just, for like Pete Car- I just feel like this is like right in the Pete Carroll wheelhouse. Give me this kid. Let's get him up here. I'm a player's coach. I'll mold him. I'll get him right. I'll make sure his head's in the right place. This is why you pay me $13 million a year 
to take on guys like this. I think so. Jalen Carter, I think Jalen Carter's going to the Lions at six. I think I think Dan I think Dan Campbell, similar mindset, has Aiden Hutchinson already. Um has Kaminsky as an edge that he likes. Needs if they do that, if they do that move, like you're already seeing the Lions, someone's got to fade the Lions. Someone's got to look at them and say, this is just happening way too fast and they're not going to be able to handle it. But dude, they so they gave up the third most passing yards of any team in the league. They sign Sutton, Mosley, and Gardner Johnson. So they signed three free agents in yep. the secondary. Because everyone had them mocked to take uh, the kid from Oregon, Gonzalez, or Witherspoon, yep. the other corner. Everyone had that mocked. And they go corner, corner, safety, nickelback in the in free agency. And they've got the sixth pick and the 18th pick. And they retained their offensive coordinator. And they've got a great offensive line. they got two good receivers. Like I know they lost uh, Williams, the, the running back, but – Still have got like they are really in the position to say we have a pretty complete roster. We can take best player available at both spots in the draft. I I think they're taking Jalen Carter at six, and I think that they are gonna. It's just gonna build and add to the hype. And that's the type of thing that they did all those years when they had Matt Millen running the show, where they would just keep drafting wide receivers because they felt like they were the best available players out there. So. I don't know. I still think that their fans are excited, but just feel like the next shoe is going to drop at any point. And I think taking Jalen Carter would only add to that. So be careful, Lions. All right, that's a diversion here. Um, do you consider the Rams a good team or a bad team? Good. See, I felt the same way. But last year, everything went wrong. Exactly. And they had so many injuries, and everyone was like, oh, I'm going to retire. I'm going to – my coach is going to quit. My star defense player is going to quit. Quarterback gets hurt. Uh, Cup gets hurt. All of those things should be back, healthier, motivated, no Super Bowl hangover, pissed off, all of it. Trade Jalen Ramsey for a third-round pick. Okay, whatever. I think he's more name and style than, than substance at this point in his career. I don't think it signals a full-on teardown. They, they're they still an old team, and they still don't have a lot of draft capital. But, man, a healthy Matt Stafford with a healthy Cooper Cup, he could he could be the second-best quarterback in the conference. Yep. So, I think they are a buy-low team. I Well, wait a minute. When you say second-best, do you mean to Hurts? Yes. I don't think it's out of the question that he's better than him. And I love what Hurts did in the Super Bowl – you know, he won me over as a quarterback with the way he played in the playoffs, even when he was less than 100%, and what he was able to do when the Eagles' defense wasn't getting stops in that game against Kansas City. But I don't think it's out of the question that Stafford, they they had more offensive line starting lineups than anybody in the league. I don't think they started the same line in back-to-back games until the very end of the year. So if you trust them to make improvements there, through the draft, which you make a good point. Like they don't have, they traded picks F the picks or whatever the guy said. Um, there's better health and better luck in Stafford's. I'm guessing his elbow, unless it's something degenerative that is going to afflict him for the rest of his career. 
I would assume he comes into this season healthier. Like I, I, I ignored it just because I felt like their talent was just too much and that they would find a way to overcome it. And I just had faith in McVay as a head coach that they were going to be a good team last year. But looking back on it, like all the signs were there for them to not be as bad as they were, but for them to be a disappointing team. And so I think right now they're under the radar. I'm with you. I would, I would pick them to win 10 or 11 games this upcoming season. Yeah. And get the 49ers yeah. a run for their money. Yeah, they're they're a definite by low team. Is the easiest pick in the draft to mock Will Anderson to the Cardinals? You see that every day, and no one seems to even screw around and like try to get creative and put somebody else in that slot. Like he should be looking at real estate in Glendale right now. The only thing that I think is potentially not right about it is if someone wants to jump Indy for the third quarterback. Vegas, Seattle. Yeah, you're right. No, I no, that makes sense what you're saying there about that. that I agree with that. That that's to me the only way it doesn't happen because I mean Jalen Carter, you're you're not taking Jalen Carter over Will Anderson at this point. It's obviously a position of need. It's obviously a premium position. I know there's like some question about if he's truly special, but like, like, is he merely going to be good or is he going to be really special? Like, cause like the measurables didn't like completely jump off the page, but I mean, back-to-back SEC defensive player of the year, back-to-back double digit sack seasons with a 17 and a half sack season, back-to-back first team, all pro or all American and he weighed in at 254 pounds. Guy's a beast. Like, I, he feels like... And the they hired a defensive coach. Yeah, like, feels like the most obvious, safest pick. You know, maybe he's not Miles Garrett as a freak of nature athlete. You know, not as much buzz as Clowney. But, like, more productive in college than both those guys. The Cardinals feel like last year's Texans where they are just the most, they are the oddball team assembled of like the leftovers and the crap. And like, they're so irrelevant. I'm looking at their coaching staff, Jonathan Gannon, their offensive coordinator is a guy named Drew Petzing and their defensive coordinator is a guy named Nick Rallis. Nobody knows who these people are. They're not going to have Kyler Murray. They're probably going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. They are going to start the year like Chris Myers from Fox is going to call their first game no matter what. Unless you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, they are bottom of the barrel, like four oh five Eastern <laughs> NFC team that like unless you have Sunday ticket red zone or money on them, you're not watching the Arizona Cardinals all year. Right, they'll be like the Week Four Thursday night game against Tennessee. Yeah, get it out of the way. Um, the coach, Gannon, also clearly, sucks. very clearly, well, not only sucks, but he clearly did the thing that like you do when you're trying to get your first job ever, where you're like, yeah, it's my passion to flip burgers. He's like, absolutely. Kyler Murray is special. 
he like like he like they took so long to hire a coach and then he gets the job and he's like well i mean the reason i want to be here and the reason this is all going to work is because i absolutely believe that we have an elite talent at quarterback i'm like oh do you do you believe that or was this just you would say anything to get one of those 32 jobs and i'm not going to knock the hustle but you got kind of exposed in the Super Bowl, your defense did, and you lost four dudes to free agency. So there's probably a little regression coming. So congratulations on your new contract and striking while the iron's hot and the lies that you told that Kyler Murray is special. Yeah, I don't know how a guy like that gets a job over Brian Flores. Like that's one of those situations where I look at it and I just scratch my head. You had a coach whose owner was trying to get him to tank who still found a way to win games. His starting quarterback was injured all the time. They were 1-7, and seven and they battled all the way back to 7-7 seven and seven and almost made the playoffs. The whole time, they were trying to get him to bring Deshaun Watson in or, or Tom Brady. And he's a defensive coach, just like this guy, with a better resume. In the Super Bowl, he held the Rams to three points. Three. Something tells me it might have to do with the lawsuit. Yes, that the old Cardinals coach Steve Wilkes got in on. Yeah. Right? Something, something tells me those things might be related. All right, we've gone way long. We'll talk next week. We will not be doing divisional breakdowns because we have now done all of the divisions, but we'll be following the biggest stories. And by then, we'll be basically a month out. We'll be a month out from we'll the draft. We'll be doing a lot of draft stuff next time you hear from us. Yeah. And obviously following the news with any of these quarterback stories. That'll happen. Thank you to Spencer Ray, our producer. Please tell a friend, first in pod.